Hello, everybody. You're tuned in to Radio Nepal here with KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And we're here with Janina De Marco. How are you doing this morning? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, first of all, if our audience members don't aren't familiar with your music or yourself. Sure. Uh, well, my name is Janina De Marco. Um, I'm a musician living in California in L.A., I'm Dominican and Brazilian, and I was born and raised in both countries and in Montreal. So um, I am culturally very Dominican, but very much uh, boundaryless as far as how I identify as a person in the world. I feel very much a part of all of those places that I've lived in. Mm -hmm. And um, I moved to New York to pursue music, and I was there for about 11 years. And I just moved to L.A., and I love it here. Um, my parents are both musicians. Uh, they did Dominican-Brazilian folkloric music with jazz fusion. Mm -hmm. So I got to travel the world, which is why I moved around so much. And they were politically very active. And when I was around six years old, my mother sang a song against the dictator of our country, Balaguer, in the Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. And we immediately left to Montreal as political refugees um, because of fear of persecution. Wow. Yeah, and so I got to, you know, start over in another country and learn a new language, and I was very much involved in music at the time there. I was going to a conservatory school. So uh, once that dictator passed away, we were able to return to the country where I rediscovered my Dominican, you know, roots, and I was very grateful for that, actually, because it shaped a lot of who I am today. Mm -hmm. Um my mother also does musical investigative work. So I was able to go with her in the countryside of the Dominican Republic and also in other parts of the world where she would record um, people's music that have been passed on orally for 500 years. And she recorded them and categorized them um, so that they wouldn't be lost if, say, that person didn't teach it to their children or they left the city or something. Mm -hmm. So she's done a lot of really important work to preserve Dominican culture. Um, so... All of that stuff kind of got mixed up with, you know, my sensibilities towards electronic music and pop music. So my music very much reflects all of those countries, those languages, and the mix of very folkloric music with also electronic music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I remember reading that, was it that your mother spent a few years uh, documenting indigenous music from the Dominican Republic? Yeah, she, you know, we were the first to be in contact with Columbus, the Tainos. Yeah. So a lot of Tainos were, got very sick and they were enslaved and many, many died. They died by the throat, you know, it was really a t terrible time. It was genocide, almost. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the history books say that it was and that Tainos were eradicated, but... Um, you know, with her travels in the southwest of the Dominican Republic, she, you know, saw people who looked very indigenous, mixed with black, of course, um, but mm -hmm. they moved, um, they escaped with African slaves to the southwest of the country. And in these mountains where she would, you know, try to figure out and piece together songs that may have been passed down, she found, you know, people who were very Taino still, and, you know, the language has been lost because, you know, it's, it's just been too long and too few of them were left mm -hmm. over. But a lot of customs and songs and melodies are still remaining. And so she 
very much focused on that and tried to piece things together and, and preserve it and then also change the history books. And she got people uh, interested. And also they they did blood tests on all the people in this in Tomaramaguana, this area, mm-hmm. and found that there was a lot of Taino blood there. So she she's done a lot for um, the visibility of, of this culture that we have in our blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely hear stories of that where we talk about indigenous peoples as kind of like ancient or long gone, but in reality, there's many of them still around. Uh, I can't speak from the Caribbean side, but my parents are Mexican with some indigenous ancestry. uh, And right now there's 2 million people in Mexico who speak Nahuatl. Yeah, Nahuatl. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it, it just shows that it's not a dead language as people portray it. Um, not at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. I know a girl named Cipriani, and she speaks full in Nahuatl. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh, very much alive. So how has this kind of upbringing and uh, basically growing up around all this musical culture, how has it influenced your music, per se? I know you spoke of it a little earlier. Yeah, um, well, it comes out in melodies, it comes out in lyrics, it comes out in, in um, concepts. Um, and and DR and and in Brazil and Cuba there's Santeria and Guru and like Oshu and you know the Orishas and all that stuff and I grew up because they were doing musical investigative work I was growing up going to these state parties which were really um, when when the slaves were brought over they had their own religion and they were being baptized forcefully into Catholicism mm-hmm. and the way that they were able to survive as far as like spiritually. Uh, and, and preserve their gods, which were, you know, they were polytheistic. So they were had Ogul and Oshun and all these uh, old gods from, from Africa. They, because the Catholics had so many saints, they were able to hide in a picture of, say, say like St. Michael. St. Michael became Ogun. So mm-hmm. to the slave masters, they were um, dancing and singing and, and, and celebrating St. Michael's Day, but really they were celebrating Ogun. Yeah. or, you know, Chango, or I forget which one is which. There's so many of them. Mm-hmm. And so it was a perfect kind of disguise um, for them to be able to preserve their religions. And then 500 years passed, and so they don't, like now, these practitioners, it, it's so mixed, it's such a synchronicity that um, it's this other, completely other thing that was created, which is the beauty of Latin America. It's just all of these mm-hmm. cultures meeting together and creating this yeah. thing. The, the so, um, you know, I grew up seeing these parties where everyone is dressed in one color and, and someone drops to the floor and then comes back up and they're talking as if they were the saint and they sit down and the entire village comes and gives them offerings of tobacco and rum. And it's so magical and, like, surreal and based on, like... Uh, culture a culture from across a, a, the pond and mm-hmm. um that survived so much um strife and you know when i was a teenager i think i was so much more involved in like electronic music and funk and hip-hop and kind of not rejecting but like exploring that side since mm-hmm. i had been exposed to so much of that earlier but then when i became more of an adult i started pulling from that experience of of my childhood and my er- my early teens with my parents and, you know, culture is what makes us, uh, I'm, it makes me the happiest when I am very centered in my roots. 
Mm-hmm. And so when I bring that into my music, whether it's a children's nursery rhyme melody or straight up like taking an, an idea of some of some kind of experience that I've had in these in the countryside of DR mm-hmm. um, and bringing it into into my world, it's you know I feel connection to where I am from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, actually got to see your per- see your performance at uh, Mocha. Uh, was it? Oh. Yeah, last week or the week before. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a fun show. That yeah, that was a really good show. Um, really diverse crowd too. And you had one yeah. of the songs where the chorus was "Sana Sana Kuita de Rana." Yeah. And instantly, I was like, "That's my childhood right there." Yeah, it's so powerful to to cite these little nursery rhymes that we all share in mm-hmm. some way. Whether you're Mexican or Dominican, mm-hmm. some of them overlap and they're a unifier. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. You also mentioned that both your parents were musicians and music scholars. Was music kind of like the only, the only future you saw for yourself, or or did you not see yourself here like ten years ago? Uh, no. I mean, I always sang. I always wrote music since I was I don't know seven. I wrote, I wrote my first song and I would sing it out with my parents but I definitely had a rebellious moment which is completely contrary to most people where I told my parents that I wanted to be a lawyer oh, wow. and they like had a meltdown they're like no you can't do this how could you do this to your mother you know like complete opposite land yeah. um no I think music was inescapable for me I I was very very um I was very involved very young on my own behalf like no one asked me to I uh-huh. Just started singing and dancing and drawing and you know I was an artist I think but, yeah. yeah yeah there was no escape <laughs> yeah your performance at Mocha was like a whole show in and of itself you had you know your two backup dancers yeah you had like props going on there was a light show and yeah even the like costume changes I thought that was all magnificent thank you we work really hard on it we want to give an experience that is not just the concert but that makes you feel something and it's visually stimulating and I don't know magical I want magic all the time yeah I want to create magic (laughs) yeah so um you know growing up all around all all this music what are you currently listening to well um I'm always listening to older stuff and then new stuff um as far as older stuff um one of my favorite people ever, ever is Caetano Veloso. Oh, I love Caetano. I don't know. He's one of my favorite of all times. Um, so, you know, I, I listen to a lot of Brazilian music from that era in the 70s as well. Mm-hmm. And the 80s and obviously like the classics. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as currently, um, you know, I'm really proud of the generation of Latino women coming up right now. Beauty and it's an exciting time um, for these women who are uh, Latina or Latin descent and mm-hmm. they embody both, you know, the American experience and also being being Latina. And, you know, the duality was so misunderstood for so long that, you know, Latin music was only like, oh, you like merengue or salsa or rancheros mm-hmm. or whatever. And, you know, I've been screaming this at the top of my lungs, like, no, you can be Latino and love Portishead and love fucking, you know, 
Oh, sorry, that curse. It's okay, I'll <laughs> and it love. Okay, and love. You know, Bjork, and uh-huh. and also love. You know, um, Juan Gabriel mm-hmm. <laughs> and Selena. You know, um, so I'm very interested in that duality and artists that are coming up now, like Cuco as well. You know, and all these these artists that embody both and are very comfortable in their bilingual state of mind and being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of just going off that, the people who are on stage right before you came on. Um, yes, Sister Mantos. Yeah, that was incredible. So Sister They're Mantos. so good. Yeah, uh, she, her and her band, um, by the way, their t-shirts were amazing. I can't say what they, what they read on I there. I know. Uh, well, F ICE, right? Yeah, F ICE. Uh huh. Um, ICE being, you know, Immigration Customs Enforcement. Yeah. Uh, and they performed. I'd never heard of them before, and when I saw them, they performed kind of a a mix of cumbia, um, which you know comes and from punk. the mountains of Colombia, and punk music, yeah. which is very yeah, and UK. funk, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's amazing. I saw her performing at uh, Sanja, mm-hmm. San Sanja. In a loft party at a queer party that was like a drag, sh- like a queer drag mm-hmm. show, but it was that's kind of redundant. It's it was a drag king, so women dress as men. Mm. A friend of mine, her name is Dorian Electro. She's an incredible performer, um, and she invited me to see her. And then in the middle of you know the interim, Sancha she came out and she sang Kukuru Kuru Paloma, and she dropped to the floor and sang it with all of her might, all of her soul. And oh my God, I. It's one of the most incredible things I've ever seen in my life. She's such a powerful singer. Mm-hmm. And, oh, God, she killed it. And then and I saw her there. She got on top of that, that uh, speaker. And she's like, like she can sing out and chair and she can, like, rock out to, like, some yeah. hard metal-sounding stuff, you know. Um, again, the duality, like, right? Yeah, That's absolutely. That's exactly it. I was watching her, and then, you know, everyone in the crowd was moshing, I went to go get a beer. I came back, and everyone in the crowd was dancing cumbia, and I was like, wow, this is great. I know. Yeah. So, we can do both. That's the thing. And we've been mm-hmm. pushing for so long musically, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, no. It's, uh, how lucky are we? We're able to to move in the world in two different worlds. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned um, Kuku a little earlier, and he's kind of one of these up-and-coming uh, Latinx artists um, who does a little bit of mixing, too. He takes as much from Vaporwave as he does from, you know, Romantica. So are there any collabs yeah. that you would like to do out there, maybe with him or any other artists? Yeah, in the area? definitely with him. We're in talks uh, for a writing camp, and we might have him in it soon. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely someone that I would love to work with and may well work with him if everything works out. Mm-hmm. Scheduling wise, um, and yeah, like Princess Okia for sure, Cali. Mm-hmm. Um, I am all for this. This come up, mm-hmm. I think that is our time. Yeah, especially the bilingualism in a lot of their their music, even going as high up as like, you know, pop artists right now like Cardi B, who. Yeah, Cardi definitely. Mm-hmm. She 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 is New York and she's also DR really heavily both. Yeah, and she's very unapologetic about being both. Um, yeah, which, which... and also being black and being Latin that's another whole other kind of aspect mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. You know, Afro Latinidad, which is very much you know, 
oh my god that's a whole other subject yeah that's yeah that's the, a the racism in our country mm-hmm. you know? um so now so yeah it's, a, it's an important time i think mm-hmm. so going kind of off the topic of uh racism and racial inequalities your music although you know it's danceable and you know you can jive to the beat it's still very much political um especially like you have that song um the oh identity crisis uh, i was uh saying uh release the hounds that one too. oh that one too yes that, that one, one was for standing rock yeah. yeah and so you did that one in support of the standing rock reservation um was it like a year ago maybe or two years yeah when it was happening in 2016 right before the election mm-hmm. so how do you think that uh politics can mix with music in in your music well end? yeah i mean i come from a tradition of that my mother is that way and um my grandfather was also very very much a kind of revolutionary in his own time with uh the dictator that came before the one that we left mm-hmm. um country for so you know i think it's very much we're sangre caliente we're hot-blooded people mm-hmm. um with when it comes to injustice so Man, that that whole thing that happened in Sunny Rock was such a slap in the face to the First Nations mm-hmm. and just kind of, you know, all the things that I've been learning as a child and how, you know, what happened in Latin America with all the indigenous people with, with you know, the conquistadors, it just kind of resurfaced, like, this deep uh, feeling of anger and also, like, just hurt and just, like, why are you still doing this, this, these this nation like why why are they continuing to just try to destroy them even further and so you know I went to the studio and I was like I'm writing a song about this right now I need to help any way I can maybe raise money and awareness and and, um, I at the time um, was writing with one of my favorite singers of all time her name is Estero she uh, was part of the trip hop scene in the late 90s Mm -hmm. Um, and I was lucky enough to, to meet her here in LA, one of my heroes, and she helped me put together this video where we got, you know, big celebrity names like Chris Rock and Rosario Dawson um, mm. to participate in the video to try to bring attention to it. Um, and yeah, we released it. And uh, it, the day we released it, or the day before we released it, they had, Obama had stopped it. But mm. soon after that, it started again. Obviously, we know now that there was a huge oil spill there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I couldn't look at those images anymore of people getting water Hosed down. hurled at them in the middle of winter. Mm-hmm. Peaceful protesters who were there to help, you know, these people. It's just, you know, the injustice is too, it was, it was too much. It was almost, it was almost comical. It was almost like something someone wrote for a movie, like yeah. how evil can you be to a certain group of people? So, you know, I'm never discouraged to to fight for something or, you know, I'll never be a cynic. I'll never be jaded when it comes to trying at least to help um, a cause. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that it's really important to, you know, try. And also in music, if I have a problem with songs that are political or meaningful being, you know, a bit preachy or mm-hmm. boring so if you can make a song that's important and catchy and hooky and danceable then your message goes along further mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i think that tradition ties back to a lot of like you know in afro-cuban music you have salsa which has always been very 
very political, but is mm-hmm. one of the most danceable genres out there. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's kind of like you know you have medicine and you have a little sugar before, but it goes down kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I never it's like tri- it's trickery, but mm-hmm. but it's a good kind. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, what is there any like specific message or anything that you would like people to take away from your from your music or maybe from your live performances? Well, my show touches on a lot of things. My music does too. Um, some of it's fun time, silly, have a good time. Other there's, is there's, I have a song called Bilingual, and it's about mm-hmm. being bilingual and newly single, which is even just mentioning someone being bilingual, you identify, you know, if you are bilingual. Yeah. Like, oh, you're talking to me, and there's so many people like, like us out there. So, you know, I, I like having songs that are universal and songs that are specific to a, a specific group, you know, the one that I belong to, so that they can see themselves in songs, too. And then I have a song called Identity Crisis, which is, it touches and it's all about um, colorism in mm-hmm. Latin America and the caste system we've created with, amongst ourselves with, you know, discriminated against people of color, um, mm-hmm. based on the shade by people of color, which is pain. And, you know, that's not talked about enough. And, so, you know, I I want you to have a good time and I want you to think about things and 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 kind of that's, that's the whole point, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. joy and also critical thinking. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really good way to put it. I really like the sugar and medicine metaphor. I've never thought. Yeah. Azúcar con un poco de, you know, conocimiento and being self-aware of what's around you and changing things that have been told to us forever. Mm-hmm. So, um, kind of a switching gears a little harshly now. Um, <laughs> Sorry for the bad segue, but uh, you did a song called El Tigre that made it onto the soundtrack for Broad City. How did that uh, come to be? Um, well, Matt Feldman, who is the sound supervisor, really liked my music when I was living in New York. He heard it from someone, and he reached out to me out of the blue before Broad City was even a show yet and said, hey, I want to put my, your music on this new show on Comedy Central. And uh, he, he did. And it was amazing. I, I mean, that show is incredible. Yeah. If there's ever a show about New York that I identify with as a young person living in New York and struggling as an artist mm-hmm. when I was living there, um, it's definitely that. You know, no sex in the city for me. Thank you very much. You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I was over the moon. Um. And then every season, pretty much, have been on it. Every 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 season, he's reached out and he's like, "What do you got?" And I sent him my music. And he's like work putting it in yeah that's so cool yeah that that show in particular i have a friend who was born and raised you know new york and lives everywhere from you know harlem to brooklyn and she's like yep they hit it right on the nail they did yeah they did and it's super funny <laughs> yeah that too yeah yeah on. but it really is a struggle to live in new york it ain't glamour so many girls and people came to new york after sex in the city Mm-hmm. looking for that glamour life that does not exist unless you're a bazillionaire. Yeah. And, you know, the real the reality is, is, is that's that show, pretty much. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I never want to make competitions, but uh, um, what what city have you enjoyed more? Or, I don't know, have you, have you spent more time in New York or L.A.? I spend more time in New York, mm-hmm. but I'm loving L.A. 
so much. I have to say it's one of my favorite cities I've worked so far. And the reason why is, is the space, nature. I'm very much a person that needs to be around nature. Mm-hmm. And you can be in nature here in, a, in 0.2 seconds. I have a backyard with a garden mm-hmm. and I have vegetables. And, and also there's an incredible artist community here that I've developed very quickly. It's, it's much more community-based, in my opinion, than mm-hmm. in New York at least in the music scene right now. And I collaborate with so many different artists of so many different disciplines and um, from different parts of the world. And, you know, I've, it, it feels like home and it felt like home very fast. Mm-hmm. And I think partly is to do the fact that it's also sunny and it feels like my island in a way, you know? Yeah. And I, I need the sun. I definitely need the sun. Um, so all those things combined, you know, the art making, also the fact that I feel closer to Latin America here because of Mexico. Mm-hmm. I really like that, the feeling of being close to a culture that I'm a part of. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually uh, in one of my classes writing a paper on how Los Angeles itself is a cultural extension of the U.S.-Mexico border. I was just in Tijuana yesterday. Oh, yeah. There you go. It's a two-hour drive. Yeah. Yeah, I was just there. Mm-hmm. I went there uh, for a day and a half and to explore and stuff. And yeah, I spoke to some artists down there, some like painters and muralists, mm-hmm. and they were telling me that you know when they grew up there, they didn't have that many channels that were in Spanish, so they learn English strictly through television and the proximity of the border. And it's a whole ecosystem down there of like hybrid humans. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's really interesting, Tijuana. Yeah. So um. Kind of going off that, um, are there any places that you would like to play maybe in the U.S. or in other parts of Latin America that you have not played yet? Yeah, I mean, the show that you saw is very new. I've been writing for some years now, getting mm-hmm. my project, all the ducks in a row. So, you know, we're a baby show. Like, we just started doing it in March. Mm-hmm. So I have all of the states to explore with this show and all of Latin America as well. So, yeah, hopefully we will be on the road um, internationally as well. I, I have a lot of fans in Indonesia, weirdly. Oh. Hmm. It's so bizarre, but my music got down, got well, to the side, I guess, not down. Mm-hmm. Maybe to the left and down. Um, mm-hmm. And Indonesia and uh, also Romania, like, people like music there. Hmm. You know, the internet is amazing. So yeah. um, I'm so down to travel and and meet new audiences. Um, I haven't performed in DR yet, weirdly. I mean, because really? I'm not weird. It just started. So yeah, 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 so first thing is I need to go home and perform there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, everywhere. Mm-hmm. I want to go everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, well, music can take you there. So best of luck with that. Um, Thank and, you. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, is I often see people will tour together. Um, so is there anyone that, you know, you have in mind, uh, any friends in the music industry that you would like to tour with? or? Yeah, um, I would love to tour with Empress of. She is... I love Empress yeah, of. Yeah, I love Laura Lee. She's the best. Mm-hmm. She's also so fucking talented. Um, yeah, we're actually writing soon together as well. Um, yeah, I would love to perform uh, alongside Empress of. She's super talented and also embodies that thing we're talking about, mm-hmm. the reality of being Latino and also American. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's, I've seen her twice and each time, like, 
her voice is also super amazing. Like, so beautiful. Yeah, she 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 doesn't need much to put on a great performance. Mm-mm. She's so talented, and also a producer. You know, mm-hmm. she produces her own music. She's one of those badass female producers that we need a lot more out there. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so, so once again, just to remind people listening and just tuning in, uh, I'm on the air with Jadina DeMarco. She is a producer from Dominican Republic and now living here. And you're now based in L.A., is that correct? I am. Um, I am a singer, not a producer, oh, but I am going to be coming a producer as well. Oh, okay. I think I'm bad. <laughs> yeah. uh, so are there any new um, you know, songs in the works or... Uh, albums in the world. Yeah, I have two songs that are um, soon to be released, uh, mm-hmm. and we're recording the music videos for them within this month. Um, the first one is bilingual, mm-hmm. and the second one's going to be called um, Face. Face. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you give us a little, like, I don't know, taste of it, or I don't know how much you'd like to release this early on. Um, well, uh, you saw both of the songs in concert. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, bilingual is about being bilingual and bilingual. And Face, uh, Face is, is, is it's just a fun track about all of the faces that we make to mm-hmm. each other. It sounds weird to talk about it, but once you hear it, you'll understand what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's, all, it's, it's, they're both in English and in Spanish, and they're both really fun and danceable. And, um, yeah, I hope you like them when they come out. Yeah, and um, I did have a uh, a question about one of the tracks I saw you perform, uh, STFU or Shut the e. F Up. That yeah. song, I think, I think you had performed a much calmer song before, and that one, I was kind of thrown aback, and I was like, yes, this is what this is the this is the content that came for. Um, how did that song go about, like the writing for that song? Um. The chorus is pero, 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 like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, shut the hell up. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just joking, my friend and I, who I went with, Karen Salonando, about we're on set for a video shoot and someone was like saying, pero, like, pero, like, and it's such a kind of quintessential Spanglish thing mm-hmm. to say, pero, like. Um, yeah. So we just put it in as a chorus. And we're like, this is crazy. <laughs> um, and, you know, uh, we a song around it, around that chorus that was very nostalgic of of, uh, of the 90s and, and, you know, growing up in the 90s mm-hmm. as kids. So it was kind of a mishmash, but it, it's kind of like, you know, yeah, flexing in the choruses, but instead of it being about money, it's about like ring pops on every finger and my mama mm-hmm. got you still alive. You know, so it's it's a tongue-in-cheek funny thing. Like, we were just cracking up the entire time we were writing it. It's such a fun way to write a song. And then the hook is, you know, better like, shut the hell up, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a bratty song that is just made to be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was yeah. a... I don't know how old she was, but she looked really tiny, and she was, like, kind of standing in front of me, and she was, like, bobbing to it and, like, raising her fist up, and I was like, yes, this girl's ready to protest something. <laughs> Yeah, I dedicated a song to our Pendejo and Chief for sure. Because mm. <laughs> um, so many people need to shut the hell up oh, and yeah. are in power right now. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this, uh, it's 
it's, it's a fun. Oh my gosh, I I had a a, a show in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and you know the song is explicit, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was at the museum, at the Brooklyn Museum, and it was a really you know really fun show. But there was all these children sitting at the front, mm-hmm. like sitting down, like little Indian style, like cross legs. Mm-hmm. And I had a moment where I was like, oh my god, I'm about to sing a song, and their parents are going to like pick them up and like take them away yeah, and like be them. so mad at me. And I didn't say anything, but I really want to be like, okay, so your mom, everyone. <laughs> uh, but I did. I just sang the song, and sure enough, all of them got up, started dancing. The parents weren't even concerned. I was like, okay, Brooklyn, I see you, wow. progressive ass kids. That's so cool. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a fun song. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, just kind of wrapping up. Uh, where can people listen to your music if they if they haven't heard it before? Well, I'm on Spotify and Apple, mm-hmm. Apple Music, and then I have videos on YouTube. So I'm all over the internet, mm-hmm. all over the interwebs. And uh, my Instagram is at Dorina DeMarco, and that's J-A-R-I-N-A, DeMarco, D-E-M-A-R-C-O. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you can see all of my upcoming shows there. I also post on Facebook. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have any uh, shows in the area coming up soon? I do. I'm performing tomorrow at UCB with the cast of Vita. It's like a improv slash panel, and then I sing a song. Okay. Um, I just got on that show actually. One of my uh, two of my songs are in this season. Um, Release the Hounds, which you mm-hmm. heard, and Tigre. There's a really intense queer sex scene where my song is playing, Tigre is playing. It's just super wild to watch that. You're like, wow, my song is being played as people are just That's going really to cool. each <laughs> other. Uh, and then the other one is Release the Hounds, and it, it's uh, it's one of the characters who is. Fighting gentrification. Uh-huh. It's a really cool show. You should check it out. Okay, and uh, uh, and she's yeah. So yeah. that's tomorrow, and then the fifteenth of uh, of June, I have a show at the Fig Fest. Um, I'm sharing a show with someone I think maybe you'll know. Um, one second. No, I, and I just want it's he has a three part name, and I actually I'm actually a fan of his. I'm just blanking right now. <laughs> One second. Um, Gabriel Garzón Montano. Yes. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, he. Ted. I think he toured. Uh, was it maybe two years ago with uh, Glass Animals? Yeah. He's. Oh my God. His music is so beautiful. I'm so honored to be sharing the stage with him. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that's uh, what's coming up. There's more coming up, but that's the mm-hmm. right now. What's happening? Okay. Well, um, I think we're about to wrap up here. It's about the half hour mark. So once again, this has been Jarina DeMarco here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Is there any kind of uh, last minute things you'd like to tell people in listening in today? Well, thank you for listening to my music. Um, come check out my shows. Okay. This summer. Great. And uh, thanks so much for being on air with us. And Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um,